Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. First Kings chapter 17, verse 1. And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be... Uh, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, except at my word. You know, now you have to understand this guy. <laughs> this is a word given to the king, to the nation. He's not going there to tickle anybody's ear. I mean, this is not a popular word. And then look at verse 2. Then the, Lord, uh, the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here, turn eastward, and hide by the brook Cherith. Which flows into the Jordan. I mean, you know you've really given the word of the Lord when you have to go hide. Come on now. That's not what most modern day preachers want to do. They, they ain't looking to hide. They want to be popular. They want to have a, a large Instagram and, and, and Twitter following. When you have to close your account down so they can't find you, you've given the word of the Lord. Anyway, so... That's kind of a bonus there for you. I'll throw that one in for free. That's just not the main message, but it's something to, to understand. <laughs> so get away and go hide. And he, gives, he gets a very specific word. He go, go by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. It will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. How many of you would have made a plan like that? expecting provision to come from ravens come on i mean if you came up with a hundred different ways that you thought god was going to provide i'm sure ravens would not be on your list come on <laughs> so <laughs> so he went and did according to the word of the lord that's the key he went and did according to the word of the lord for he went and stayed by the brook cherith which flows into the jordan the ravens brought him Bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. So how would you like to have ravens bringing you bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening? And that would be your plan of provision. Yeah? <laughs> you know what ravens are, right? They're like scavengers. They just pick up whatever they find. They're selfish. They fight. Have you seen ravens? They fight each other over the... Over the thing you know over the food they ain't giving nothing to nobody amen elijah the tish bite you're not biting this <laughs> but hey that was the word of the lord he says go where i tell you to go amen so this was the place of the commanded blessing everyone say the place of the commanded blessing See, when God commands his blessing, nothing can stop it. Amen. Nothing and no one. And no matter what the circumstances are, there's no rain, there's no dew. But yet, there's still a brook flowing and the Lord knows exactly where that brook is flowing. Come on. There is, let me tell you right now. There is a brook flowing right now in America, in the world. Don't, don't believe, oh, we're just in this economic downturn. We're in this famine. We're in this pandemic whatever don't believe it there is a river flowing there is a brook flowing of provision and the lord knows exactly where it is and he will give you exact navigation to find it and then that will be where the place of the commanded blessing will be one word from god changes everything come on everybody say one word one word from god when god speaks it that settles it Hallelujah. The key is obedience. The place of the commanded blessing and when it becomes when blessing and obedience come together, hallelujah, then you're going to have your provision. Doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You see, there were two words that came. One was for the nation because of their backsliding, but one was for the man of God, or let's just say one was for the believer of provision. So there was a word of lack for those that are backsliding and there was a word of provision for those who are in faith. Amen. 
as long as you're in faith there will always be a word of provision for you God always makes a way for his people he is the way maker he will furnish a table for you in the presence of your enemies come on now you're not gonna lack the Lord is my shepherd I shall not lack hallelujah but he leads and he guides amen so he's gonna lead you and he's gonna guide you to that place of the commanded blessing and as long as you go and you 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 obey the word of the Lord even though it looks ridiculous come on some of you have gotten words from the Lord and it just was ridiculous what ravens no I ain't going there what are you talking about ravens ravens are gonna feed me no ravens don't feed nobody no they're gonna feed you because God commanded it hallelujah so the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook and it happened after a while that the brook dried up because you know there's no dew no rain so eventually that brook is going to dry up and sometimes you know you go through seasons of provision and it seemed like it dried up like oh my god what's happening you told me my provision was here yes it was it was for a season because there had been no rain in the land but look what happens in verse 8 then the word of the lord came to him saying God's always going to have a word for you for every season you're going to have to hang on to that word you're going to have to stand on that word to get through it come on now you're going to have to stand on that word you're going to have to hold fast to that word to get through it you can't look upon the circumstances and be discouraged you have to hold on to the word we came here on a word my wife and I came here a little over th almost three and a half years ago with a word seven suitcases leave an established church of 18 years 12 full-time staff five other pastors on staff going to the nations planting churches in Europe pioneered about 12 churches Bible schools traveling to 25 nations and out of the not out of the blue because the Lord had been preparing us we had been praying we knew that God was going to move us and he was going to do something because we had the word that he was going to give us another base but I didn't know where the base was but then it came specifically in a dream on 4th of July 2016 in the middle of the night holiday in about two hours north of here I had a dream going to West Palm Beach Florida I saw river West Palm Beach hallelujah we had been praying since 2015 a year and a half and I even had it in my you know I even had it in my head I was going to go to London start river London because I said like you know, I got to go to an English-speaking country I mean I'm not going to go to some country that I don't speak the language I mean come on I'm not preaching through an interpreter I'm not relying on that I mean I got to be able to hit the ground running it's just going to be me and my wife and my daughter I mean can you imagine I mean come on Lord please I'm 48 years old you're moving me now what all this work we've done it's still there it's still going I'm going to Turkey by the way in a couple of weeks and you know I haven't been able to travel because of the whole thing but now I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm going I'm just made a decision I'm going told the church they're like we miss you pastor you need to come too I mean I send video messages and we still you know we run stuff from over here zoom meetings staff meetings and all that kind of stuff I mean you know we still have a, a pretty good sized church over there actually the largest church in the country we got a full-time Bible school with 40 45 students you know so there's a lot that's happening and then we've planted churches in other countries but you know you get the word of the Lord we knew that the, God was going to do something amen and then he gives me the place to go and I we come and this has been a place of commanded blessing we have not struggled the Lord has blessed this work the Lord has blessed the work I mean we came with nothing just a except a word in seven suitcases flying to Miami International Airport didn't have a house furniture a car nothing just clothes on our back couldn't even bring any books I've got like 3,000 books in my library in Turkey you can't bring 3,000 books in a suitcase you know come on all my stuff is over there I left it we still have an apartment over there with our furniture I still have a car over there never drive it you know <laughs> somebody cranks it up once a month make sure the engine's running you know so you show up here but it's the place of the commanded blessing you have to go with the word of the Lord and when you get the word of the Lord it's like something happens see faith comes by hearing it's like I know we came with the gift of faith upon us we just knew and knew and knew that we would not fail that this thing would prosper because I had a word from the Lord how do you know I just know hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus 
Then the word of the Lord came unto him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon and dwell there. Okay, now this is very unique. You have to again put this in perspective. This is not a place in Israel. This is a Gentile area. This is Goim. And it's another nation. These are not people of God. Zarephath is not in Israel. These are not Jews. These are not people of the covenant. Amen. And actually you read later on, Jesus even said, you know, when Elijah, he was not sent to any widow in Israel. It was a widow that was not an Israelite that he was sent to. So now you're like, what? I got to go there among the heathen? It's like, <laughs> what? I got to go to a place where they have, never, they have no regard for the word of God. They worship devils and idols and now I got to go there? But then he says, I have commanded a widow to feed you there. Man, God sure works outside of the box, doesn't he? You mean you're not sending me to a rich, multi-millionaire Christian businessman who's praying in tongues five hours a day to see who he can bless? And you're going to send me there and he's just going to know I'm coming? No. I'm sending you to Zarephath among the heathen, to a widow woman. You know what it was to be a widow in those days for a woman? No husband? You were nothing. You had nothing and you were nobody, basically. <laughs> now I got to go to a widow. What? Lord, come on, please, you know. First the ravens, now a widow heathen in Zarephath? Yes, because I've commanded my blessing upon you there. Hallelujah. Now you have to see something. First, remember, Elijah is all by himself, the first place. By Brook Church, it's all about him getting his breakthrough. But now he's got to go help somebody else get a breakthrough. See, everybody wants to, wants to get a breakthrough. But once you get a breakthrough, whatever area you have broken through in, God wants to use you to bring breakthrough in other people's lives. Hallelujah. That's why you've got to get your breakthrough first before you can help others. You cannot take people where you have not been yourself. You cannot give what you don't have. When you're pressing in for your breakthrough, you don't even realize that now when you get your breakthrough, God's going to use you to break nations through. Mm. One time I was on the floor in a meeting, power of God was on me, and I heard the Holy Ghost speak to me clearly. He said, don't just drink for yourself, drink for the nations. Because, you know, if you drink for yourself, a couple of glasses is enough. When you're drinking for a nation, you better be drinking big. Because you got to now water a whole nation. Thousands of people are waiting on you to come for their breakthrough. Come on now. So count it all, all joy, brethren and sistren, when you go through these fiery trials. Because you're going to get a breakthrough. Why? Because the trial and the testing of your faith is going to produce endurance and strength and character. And now when you have broken through, you're going to help others break through. It's not just about you. It's about the kingdom. God's going to use you to touch a nation. God's going to use you to touch a city. God's going to use you to touch a whole neighborhood. Some of you all here sitting, you don't even know you're going to be launched to a nation. In a few years, you haven't even heard about. And God's going to use you there to break the nation open. Because there's going to be an acceleration in these days. My God. Man, I feel the anointing. Man, I feel the anointing. Somebody here is going to go shake a nation. There's a city waiting on you. There's a people group waiting on you. I'll never forget a story by a Canadian evangelist, him and his wife. They rode in a World War II Russian tank for like two weeks in Siberian winter. You know what it's like to ride, ride in a tank, a, a, a World War II Russian tank for two weeks in Siberia in the middle of winter, freezing, like minus 16 stuff like that. You Floridians, I know it's like a... So it gets to like 50s, plus 50s, and you're like, oh my God, it's cold. <laughs> and they get to this remote village in Siberia, in the northern part of the frozen tundra of nowhere. They get out and they begin to preach the gospel to this village. And the villagers are like weeping and crying 
They're like, what's going on? Something's stirring here. They said, we saw you coming. We knew that somebody was going to come to tell us because we've been looking up in the sky saying, God, if you're out there, if, if you're real, send somebody. You think you're riding in a tank. People have been calling you. That's why that tank was riding. That tank was an answer to a cry. There are people out there crying out. You know this woman was crying out because, <laughs> oh my God, she was pretty desperate. Look at this. Let's read the story here. So he arose and went to Zarephath, which is again a heathen city. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. Not even logs. Sticks. You know, you need logs to make a fire for a barbecue. This is, these are sticks. Everyone say sticks. And actually two sticks. My Lord, what kind of a fire can you make with two sticks? And he called her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink, which is a bit of a sacrifice. Obviously, she's going to put forth some effort to do that. And as she was going to get it, apparently there was, you know, even though this is a heathen city, there's still water there. Hmm. God's people don't have water, but somehow the heathen have water. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Come on, somebody. All right. So, and then as she's going, and then he says, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. What? You're asking for water? Okay, I mean, I'm you know, at least going to go draw some water from the well and bring some to you. And, you know, now you, gotta, now you want my bread? So she said, as long as the Lord your God lives, she has no clue about, she, it's not her God, it's his God. As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering two sticks. Again, turn to your neighbor and say, two sticks. This is not going to be a big barbecue. This is just two sticks. You know, don't need a big fire because you have very little. I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and prepare for it myself and my son that we may eat it and die. What a future. What a future. Amen. So, you know, they'd been eating from that bin of flour and jar of oil for a, for a while now. And then they watch it diminishing every day, every day, every day. Now it's literally at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, they've been talking to each other. Mom's talking to the son. Hey, son, you know, the day's going to come when it's just going to be our last meal. Then we're going to eat it and then we're going to die. <laughs> and then I'm sure they woke up that morning. This is the day, son. There's so little left. I just need two sticks. Let me go get some water and then I'll bake this cake and then we're going to eat it, son, and we're going to die, you know. And it seems like, you know, God shows up always just in time. He shows up always just in time. Even though it seems like he's a bit late, he's always just in time. Mm. Imagine if the ravens had a couple more days worth of bread and flesh. And he shows up at Zarephath maybe a few days later. I'll tell you the timing of the Lord. Somebody say the timing of the Lord. But you know, that's why you got to be so quick and prompt in obedience. You don't want to miss your timing. You don't want to miss the timing of the Lord. See, a lot of times people get the direction, but they miss the timing. Delayed obedience is the same as disobedience. you got to obey quickly and promptly. That's why also it says in the Amplified, God loves a cheerful giver whose heart in his giving is, is in his giving. Prompt to do it. Prompt to do it, cheerful giver. I mean, when God speaks to you, you got to give. Exactly what he tells you to give and right away. Because I know the times I missed it. I know the times I talked myself out of it. And I left the meeting feeling like I was suffocating. Somebody was squeezing my heart. And I, I felt like I'm going to just like, I'm going to die. Oh my God. And I literally ran back from the parking lot, found an usher. Please take this right now. And it's like, the moment I gave the, the envelope, it's like, 
Oh, I can breathe again. Praise God. Joy comes back. You know why? Because like, you got to obey. You got to obey. And it's in those little things. You see, well, how do you leave Turkey and come to West Palm Beach? Because I have been in hundreds and thousands of meetings where the Lord spoke to me. Sometimes to empty out my bank account or sometimes to do this or sometimes when you go home, find that computer and, and send it to the other church. I mean, we, have, we, we never sell anything. I always sow the things. Because you know why? Because let me, let me tell you, the value of a seed is greater than the value of a sale. Well, let me see if I can sell this for a thousand bucks. If you sow it, you can get a hundredfold back. That's a hundred thousand. Also, I know we like claiming sevenfold restoration of what the enemy has stolen and stuff like that, right? But just don't let anybody steal from you. If they do, just sow it. I sow it in Jesus' name. Because you know what? If it's stolen, you get sevenfold back. If you sow it, you can get a hundredfold back. That's a better deal. So nobody can steal from me. I'll just sow it. I'll bless you. I'll bless you. I've had people steal things from me. I had a church steal my offering one time. I turned around. I wrote the pastor. I just want to bless you with my offering this week for your building fund. I know you guys need it more than I do. So just take it. Bless it. You know, I, get, I, I flew to, I paid my way there to fly. I paid for my hotel. And, you know, <laughs> come back empty-handed. But I sold it. And then I get a letter from a guy watching my TV program in the Middle East from Dubai. The Lord spoke to me to send you $5,000. This is my life savings. I mean, this guy was a construction worker. His brother fell off the third floor in a construction site in Dubai. You know where they're building those giant things, those skyscrapers? He fell, he broke his back. And then he, had, he was watching the program. He called for a prayer cloth. We... I don't even know about it. The office gets the letter. They mail a prayer cloth when I laid hands on in a service. He takes the prayer cloth, takes it over and put, puts it on his brother's back. And the power guy hits the brother. Muslim. Not even saved. Power guy hits the brother. His back gets sealed. Three days later, he's back at the construction site working. They can't believe it. The two brothers got saved. They gave their lives to the Lord and they sent their life savings. $5,000 for Turkish people is a lot of money. When it's eight to one exchange rate and when you're living like on 500 bucks a month that's a lot i've just seen supernatural things like that you know and then the lord used the two brothers to start a work for god there reaching muslims we shipped boxes and boxes of bibles to them and things like that because a lot of turkish people were going there to work in construction a lot of the companies were turkish construction companies and things like that they led many many people to the lord I mean, just crazy stuff. Look, the book of Acts. You know, you're on, the, you're on the airplane riding back. Oh, they stole my offering. You have no idea what's happening in Dubai. Don't even cross your mind that you're going to get back and then, and then you're going to get this. And this miracle had already happened and I, I didn't even know about it. So the miracles already happened before you even needed it. <laughs> oh, somebody. Need, the miracles already happened before you even needed it. <laughs> Woo. just these are listen these are principles that we live on and we have built everything upon and this is the key this is the key see i can give you a fish or i can teach you how to catch fish i can give you a golden egg or i can give you the goose that lays the golden egg this is the key this this is the key for your breakthrough to trust the lord and, and one word changes everything i mean it's crazy stuff miracle after miracle and wild and crazy testimonies you know i'm remembering another testimony a lumberjack this guy was working out in the middle of nowhere in a forest cutting down trees he was half turkish half romanian so he was confused because romanian i guess orthodox christian obviously religious father turkish mother romanian like he didn't know what he was, what religion, you know, in his thinking and stuff like that. So he had been watching the TV program. So he was tuning in to watch an online service. And I was talking about how we were believing God to put a couple of big new displays, LCD displays in the church and things like that. And I just said, you know, if the Lord speaks to you to do something about it, pray about it. That's all I said and moved on. A few days later, I get a call. Pastor, are you close to the church? Well, I'm kind of far. 
I can't be there. Well, there's somebody here. I didn't even get to meet the guy. My dad was there and a couple other people. So I said, I can't get there in a few hours. There's no way. Well, he only has got like an hour. The guy took a bus 10 hours overnight. He came here. He's got an envelope in his hand. He wants to leave it, and then he needs to take another 10-hour bus to go back. Well, who is he? Well, some guy is half Turkish, half Romanian. Oh, okay. What does he want? Well, he wants to... He wants to purchase that display for the church. He wants to pay for it. Wow. How did he hear about it? He heard you watching on the online service. I'm like, what? So I said, Dad, pray for him and pray, bless. I mean, little did we find out. I mean, we found out later. Little bit did we know at the time. But we found out later the guy, again, that was his life savings. He was saving up to go back, to be able to go back to Romania, to his mom's village and purchase a property there and he wanted to get away from cutting down trees. I don't blame him. You know, I don't know. You live in a forest all by yourself cutting down trees. It's not much of a life. He wanted to start a family and everything. You know, he wanted to go back. He was kind of stuck in Turkey. He couldn't, he couldn't find his way back to Romania. He needed like miracles with legal paperwork, all kinds of stuff. And he needed money and he wanted to go back. But he brings his entire savings that he'd been working like five years to save up. He brings it to buy the displays for the church. And that's it. Got blessed, left, find out like a year later. Back in Romania, he has like acres and acres of land. He's going to start a family. He's going to start this business. And the, just, the Lord just supernaturally blessed him. All this stuff happened. The paperwork came through. I mean, just crazy stuff. Somebody said, I can't even remember. He found out through somebody that there was a piece of land that they, he could have and I think it was given to him for almost next to nothing. Just supernatural stuff. You know that's obedience when you have to take a bus ride 10 hours to come and you only have an hour to drop off the offering, have somebody pray for it. And I, I wasn't even there to do this. I wasn't even there to do it. It's not about me. It's not about me blessing him. He's already being blessed because he's obeying the word of the Lord, you know. See, my... People's blessing is not dependent on the man of God. I mean, it's, it, this thing's become like to where now that if the man of God does not bless you, you don't get blessed. No, you're blessed by your obedience. Man can just only confirm it. And obviously, I can't bless what God has cursed. I mean, if you don't obey, I'm sorry. It's like you come under a curse because it's, that's what curses. It's a lack. It's, it's the lack of the breakthrough. It's not breaking through. But when you obey, you break through. Hallelujah. So, anyways, let me get back to the story. Finish this thing out here. Bring me a morsel of bread. So she said, as long as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin, a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And I'm sure CNN would have been there. Counterfeit News Network. We are here at the house of the widow woman in Zarephath. And one of them greedy preachers have come and he's trying to take her last morsel of bread. One of them prosperity gospel preachers. And playing on the whole emotions and what a terrible thing to do. And the woman's going to die, just let her die. That's why they want everybody to die anyways. Well, I got a lot to say about that. This whole scandemic. They just want people to die. Hospitals will do nothing for you. If you have any issues with COVID or any symptoms, you, you talk to me. We, we, got, we know what, what to do now. We've dealt with this thing. We know what to do. And um, anyhow, so just putting that out there for you. Don't go to the hospital. Don't go get a test either. People that have every box checked with the symptoms, they get a test that's negative. I mean, come on. And then people have no symptoms, they get tested positive. You can't trust any of this stuff. There's so much fakery. There's so much corruption. Guys, I need everybody here Tuesday night praying. We are, and, and fast and pray. I'm calling for everybody to come. We are, what? Just a little over 30 days from the election. We, we have to pray. We have to stand in the gap for this nation. 
I'm telling you, I mean, most people don't even realize what's going on. But we are literally in the midst of a communist takeover in this nation, if you don't even realize it. The whole thing with the virus, it was planned. It was made in a laboratory. It was a biological weapon. It was sent here to bring down America. And then alongside of it, there are many, many things attached to it. All these riots, this Marxist uprisings. This is all planned and paid for and financed by the globalists. It's about bringing America down because this is the last stand for freedom. And people are now being put in a place where they'll choose safety over their liberty. And that's the deception that we're dealing with. So we've got to pray and we've got to, you need to go vote and I'll tell you who to vote for. Do not vote for the guy that's almost a vegetable, catatonic, and the woman who married the first two lesbians in California as AG and celebrated it, Jezebel. You vote for them and vote for abortion. I don't even know if you can call yourself a Christian. I'm just going to say that. Amen. And we are not a 501c3, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah, one, one guy calls up the church. I can't come to your church because you're a 501c3. I said, how do you even know? We're a 501c3. How do you even know that? So we're not a 501c3. Churches are not required to be 501c3. So anyways, people just have all their ideas. Let me get back. Let me get back. Okay. Is, is this helping anybody here today? All this stuff about leaving it all open. Vote your conscience. Well, your conscience has to be shaped by the Word of God. And if the preachers don't bring the Word to shape people's conscience, and they sit there in front of lamestream media all day, and they get poisoned by the false prophets, they don't have a clue what's going on. So we, have, we, we, we talk about things openly here. That's my job. I'm going to stand before the Lord one day, give an account for every word I have spoken. So anyhow, um, let me get back to this here, the last morsel of bread. Okay, this is powerful. Listen to this, verse 13. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. See, that's what you're going to have to overcome, fear. Right now, we are dealing with fear like never before. People are in fear. Do not fear. God's not giving you a spirit of fear. He's giving you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Do not fear. See, fear comes by looking at the circumstances. Fear comes by hearing what everybody else is saying. Faith comes by hearing the word of the Lord. It's the hearing of faith that's going to bring miracles in your life. What I was quoting earlier from Galatians. Oh, foolish Galatians. By the way, my wife and I are Galatians, but we're not foolish. I was born in Galatia. My wife was born in Galatia. It's the central part of Turkey. So we can say, all oh, foolish Americans. <laughs> Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the real word there is ministers. So Jesus, Jesus is a minister. You realize Jesus is a minister, right? He's a full-time minister. He's a preacher and a minister. He who ministers the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? See, by the hearing of faith. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Therefore, all, know that only those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. We are the spiritual Israel as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are to be in faith. So faith comes by hearing. So she's in fear, okay, because she, she believes she's going to die. That's fear. Many people believe they're going to die. Many people, they're going to die because of some virus or because of some lack or whatever it is that they're dealing with. They think they're going to die. 
And every day bombarded about all this positive, 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 positive cases, positive cases. Don't talk to me about the positive cases. It's the hospitalizations and the deaths. Most of those people that are positive have no symptoms whatsoever. They're shutting down entire colleges and athletes. They're like the, the healthiest people. They, they, you know, they're strong. I mean, they're fit. So this whole thing is, is ridiculous. But many people think they're going to die or they're going to starve to death, whatever it is. And this won't be the last one either. Sorry to tell you that. But I'm trying to prepare you so that you are ready for what's coming down the pipe. Come on. Do not fear. Go and do. Go and do as you have said and make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourselves and your sons. So the little you're going to eat is even going to be less. <laughs> for thus. Uh-huh. There it is right there. That's the key right there. For thus. For thus saith the Lord, God of Israel. Mm, that's it. When God speaks, that's it. That settles it. For thus saith the Lord. The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. I'm glad three of you are excited about that. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Honey, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> we came here with thus saith the Lord. Yeah, to a city where nobody knew us, we knew nobody to a building I found on Craigslist. <laughs> Who advertises a church for rental on Craigslist? And the Holy Ghost said, go look on Craigslist. I was like, are you kidding me? Because worked, we worked on a building for like three months and it fell through. Now that I, I'm here, I'm like, my God, thank you, Lord, for delivering me from that building. I, don't even, I can't even imagine that being there. That wasn't there. <laughs> That would have been the backside of the desert, not the, by east of Jordan, by the brook Cherith or, or Zarephath. That would have been some other place. I mean, you know, the Lord delivered us. I mean, we didn't end up in an ideal situation. We couldn't have Sunday morning service or anything. But, you know, hey, the Lord made, made up for it. It's grace. It's grace. It's grace. When you have the word of the Lord, you have grace. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, which is the word of the Lord. And she and he and her household ate for many days. So she went from eating her last meal and dying to eating for many, many days. And how many days? Well, as long as, as many days as she needed to eat. That was, listen, that was not a one-time miracle. That was a continuous miracle. See, there are different kinds of miracles. There's notable miracles. And there are continuous miracles. This was a continuous miracle. Who wants to step into the realm of continuous miracles? Come on, somebody. Continuous miracles. Every day, it's like the miracle just keeps repeating itself. Hallelujah. Every day, the miracle just keeps repeating itself. Hallelujah. Every morning, you wake up. There's oil in the jar. There's flour in the bin. Glory to God, we get to eat another day. Next, next day you wake up, there's oil in the jar, flour in the bin. We get to eat another day. How many days? I don't know, probably about three years they ate. The drought was three and a half years. I just assumed that maybe he was by the brook chariot about six months. So three years. So one meal turned into like, or one day turned into like three, you know, I don't know, a thousand days. That's like a thousand fold multiplication. Who, who would like a thousand fold multiplication? Who would like a continuous miracle that just keeps repeating every day? Hallelujah. Glory to God. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Listen. For some of you, maybe you're in that place where you've seen the provision. 
It's been like by the brook Cherith and it seems like things are drying up. Have no fear. God's got another word for you. God's got another direction for you. Amen. The source is the same. The channel might change. But the source is the same. For some of you, you've seen breakthroughs. Now it's time to help others get breakthroughs. Your breakthrough actually lies in helping somebody else get a breakthrough. You're sitting there going, Lord, where's my breakthrough? Where's my breakthrough? You ain't helping nobody to get a breakthrough. It's time for you to help somebody else to get a breakthrough. See, Elijah's breakthrough depended on the woman's breakthrough. When the woman got a breakthrough, Elijah got a breakthrough. If the woman wasn't going to eat, he wasn't going to eat. And that's been the foundation of our ministry. The Lord spoke to us very early in our ministry. He said, if you just feed the people, meet the needs of the people, you're never going to have to worry about your needs and feeding yourself ever. And we have never had to worry about our personal needs or trying to feed ourselves. We just make sure that people are fed, people's needs are met. We minister the word. We minister the, the, the anointing. People's lives are changed. Miracles happen. And that's it. When people get breakthroughs, the ministry is blessed. Amen. That's why I don't give to ministries that are not breaking through. I don't give to ministries because I, I got a letter. If you don't give, we're going to have to close down. Maybe you need to close down. Shoot that thing in the head and put it out of its misery. <laughs> like riding a dead horse. Please give. It's been, a, it's been tough, you know, because of the pandemic. You know, we're just, you know what? We grew and prospered through it because we just made a decision. This is not our pandemic. We have another plan. I know the plans. I know the plans, <laughs> saith the Lord. I know the plans I have for you to give you a hope and a future. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Ha! Come on! We just decided not to participate. That's why we didn't participate in the lockdown. We ain't participate in the mandatory mask thing. They can take their masks and... I'm sorry, I'm just... They extended it another 30 days. Did you, do you even know about it? I follow the pbc.gov. It, it's, a, it's, all, it's always been a 30-day thing, but they just sneak another 30 days in. They just did it again another 30 days till October 21st or 20th or 22nd or something like that. Whatever. I'm not moved by that. Who cares? Amen. Hallelujah. The whole social distancing. The word social is key. It's like trying to bring a socialist mentality. Socialist. Socialist distancing is what it is. How come they never said physical distancing? What is the whole social distancing thing? I'm going to lay hands on the sick. I'm going to lay hands on people. I can't lay hands from... Jesus said, lay hands on the sick. They recover. I lay, we do laying on of hands. According to Hebrews 6, it's the principal doctrine of Christ. The church needs to be practicing the laying on of hands. We're going to sing loud. I spit when I preach. Sometimes people in the front row get showers of blessing. Just if you get hit with a shower of blessing, just say, Lord, I received the anointing. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> You think that's funny, don't you? <laughs> it's blessed spit. And they can't make up their mind anyhow. Does it travel with the spit? Does it not travel with the spit? Who cares? <laughs> oh my God. I'm certainly not waiting on the CDC to give me permission whether I can preach the gospel or not. I already have permission from heaven. That settles it. Glory to God. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's all I need to know. He didn't say, unless there is something going on. If John G. Lake can go to South Africa in the midst of the Black Plague, where a third of the population died and have a revival and plant 550 churches in five years and shake all of southern africa we can certainly move in the same kind of faith 
but it's by the hearing of faith. People need to hear faith. You're going to hear faith when you come here. You're going to leave this place. Every time you come, you're going to hear faith. You're not going to hear a whole bunch of nonsense from me because I'm not going to be responsible for, for your downfall. I'm not going to be a stumbling block. And, I, and people come to me sometimes with the craziest ideas. And they say, Pastor, what do you think about this? And I'm like, hey, wonderful. I'm not going to hinder people's faith. You want to believe for that? Go for it. I mean, if the Lord tells me something very, very specific, I might speak it. But if they just come to me, you know, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. I'm like, okay, praise the Lord. Amen. Because, I mean, if somebody tells me I'm going to go and by the river and ravens are going to feed me, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God for the ravens. Hallelujah. I'm not going to hinder people's faith, you know. We need to encourage faith. We need to encourage faith. The church has not been operating in faith. They've been operating in reason. Reasoning, human reason has replaced faith. Human opinion, human ideas has replaced faith. Faith comes by hearing from God. When you hear God's word, whether it's the written word or the spoken word, hallelujah, when you hear God's word, she's trying to get up. I have fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> have another dose there have another dose have another dose have another dose <laughs> we have to encourage faith you know this this is the issue power has been replaced by programs faith has been replaced with reason Apostles and prophets have been replaced by good administrators. Power replaced by programs. Faith replaced by reason. Deliverance has been replaced by counseling or life coaching. Revelation has been replaced by information. Worship has been replaced by entertainment. Paulette, you're not done yet. Have another dose. getting anything out of this today in the midst of all of this you're getting something <laughs> glory to God you want to share a testimony sure why not come come up here yes so guys please hello hello Yes. So a couple years ago, started attending this church, and one night while I was on the floor, I heard the Lord tell me to give everything in my bank account, and I was terrified. I listened after I heard pastor say, maybe you need to empty out your bank account three different times. I heard it, and I knew God was speaking to me. <laughs> and um, fast forward to just a month ago. Um, I gave the biggest amount I've ever given in my life and the Lord has just prospered us so much through this pandemic <laughs> because of radical giving and it's because of just the word that pastors brought over the years just your radical giving so in a time of famine and I just ran with that word and I knew that God was going to bless us this year in 2020 we've launched two new businesses we're about to open a store this week and I have no idea how any of it happened other than radical giving and um I'm getting to the point now where I'm able to 
I don't know if anybody else has broken through. Maybe he has, but... Or I tell people this. Just give, give. Give what you have, even if you don't have money. Give, give, give something. Give buttons. Give, give shoes. Give if you see somebody in need. So, and where you can meet the need, that's where the breakthrough is. And it's... It's what you just said. The value of sowing a seed is bigger than the value of a sale. I'm in sales, so that is just, that makes me want to just, praise God. It's only the beginning. Hallelujah. So. As you see, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you as we come. We bring the tithes, the offerings, even beyond that, the seed, the seed of faith, the seed of faith to see major breakthroughs today. There's people here today that are about to step over to another realm come out of the realm of fear and reason into the realm of faith and breakthrough and I thank you I thank you we do not take lightly what you're about to do in this place in this offering we do not take lightly we do not take lightly the word of the Lord if this woman had taken lightly the word of the Lord in Zarephath she would have eaten her last meal and died if Elijah had taken the word of the Lord lightly see you can give a word there's a lot of people out there always giving words, but they're not receiving words. I've seen so many people like that. They're always giving somebody a word, but they're struggling because they don't take and receive the word for their own self. Elijah gave the word, but then he got a hard word, really hard word about how God was going to take care of him. But he believed it. He trusted in it. He obeyed, and he saw the breakthrough. Father, I thank you today. As your people sow and give, they are going to see the breakthrough and it's time for them to stop reasoning. I don't have enough to give. You're only keeping yourself in that place of I don't have enough. That's what you keep speaking. You're reasoning. I don't have enough. I can't tithe. I don't make much. I can't give. I have very little. And that's constantly what's going over and over in your head. And it's holding you back. It's time to break out of that mentality. It's time to break over into the realm of faith where things look ridiculous. Where things seem like, come on, are you kidding me? But it's, come on, are you kidding me? That's going to bring the breakthrough. Do what the Lord tells you to do. That's all I'm asking you. Do what the Lord tells you to do. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.